Welcome to Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. I'm Lizzie Bentley-Bowers. It's leaders that are equipped to go towards anything and everything that their world of work presents to them that will contribute to better, happier, sustainable and empowered workplaces. And it's our mission here at Towards Leadership to help you do that. In today's episode, we dive into some thoughts and ideas arising from talking to Botcher UK's Performance Director, Greg Baker, in our most recent episode of Leadership Letters. I think always checking in with yourself as a leader is actually, am I doing the, the best job for this individual in front of me? And, and and what is it that I need to do in order to get the best out of out of this, uh, this person or this group or this team? And that for me, sometimes means as a leader doing things that don't necess- aren't necessarily in, in your comfort zone. Greg shared a detailed insight into the importance of knowing the team well and the impact that has on them as individuals, on the team as a whole and on their capacity to achieve their individual and collective goals. It reminded me that so often in sports documentaries or profiles of successful athletes and their coaches, the thing they say that's made the difference to performance and to how an individual has felt, including long after the athlete has moved on from a particular team or retired from the sport, it's been how they felt about being on the team, knowing that their coach knew them well, knowing that others knew them well, knowing that they mattered to their coach. And it stands to reason that the better you know the individuals in the team, the more you'll be able to spot the shifts in their needs as they have them so that you can talk about those, accommodate them and support them. The benefits of this level of attention to knowing your team and knowing the needs of your team are many, not least in connection with a point that Greg made about not letting desperate be the driver of change. I loved that point. So all this has got me thinking about some questions you might ask yourself as a leader of a team as an exercise in reflecting on how well you know them so that you have as much insight as possible into how to create the conditions in which they will thrive. So have someone in mind, with that person in mind, note everything you know about them. Here's a list to get you started. What matters to them? Who matters to them? What matters to them about the things that you are trying to achieve together? What motivates them? What energises them? What drains them? What do they do for themselves that comes easily to them, that benefits them? And what could they be doing to benefit them that they find hard to stick to? What are their hopes and goals? What challenges have they encountered and what strengths did they leverage to overcome those challenges? When have they been most proud of themselves? When have they been most disappointed? What challenges are they currently encountering? What are the working patterns that suit them best? I'm sure you'll be able to add your own questions as you start this exercise. And the more I thought about this, the more I thought about how much time I do or don't spend truly reflecting on these questions, not just for work, if I'm honest, but for family. It got me thinking about how well even I could answer those questions about my children, especially given how much changes day to day, let alone year to year for them. I think I could give it a good go. But how often do I really pause to think about it, to make sure I'm accounting for who they are and where they are right now? Because we all change day to day, year to year. We all evolve. So even when you do know your teams well, taking some time to update your understanding of them, 
could well give you all sorts of insights into who they are and where they are now. We'll add a link to the notes to a blog post where you can access this list and we'd love to hear what you would add. So have a go, notice what comes up, notice what you might do differently as a result or might ask them about. And if there's some useful insight in there, consider how you might develop a regular connection to these questions, one that works for you. It's an exercise that could be worth setting aside an initial fairly big chunk of time for and then adding to it and revisiting it over time, which brings us neatly to the headspace point that Greg made. Where does the time to do this come from? So here's another exercise that can be useful around time and you can adapt this to anything you've realised is important but not getting your attention. And that's to take 10 to 15 minutes with your calendar for the next month. Have a look at the whole thing and make a list of everything that features in that calendar in the next month. And now rank it in terms of importance. Don't overthink it. Go with your gut. First thing is the most important and down on you go. So now place in this thing that's been getting your attention, this thing that you want to add in. So in this case, you'd be placing into that list in terms of importance the exercise of reflecting on the individual needs of your team. So wherever it goes in, what is that telling you about how much it currently features in your day or your week or your month versus the importance you place on it and the difference it could make? Does it have appropriate time and headspace available? If not, where can that come from? What can you delegate? What can you change or let go of to make this headspace available? While you're doing this, you might notice other things that might be out of kilter in terms of where they appear on your list and where and how often and for how long they appear on your calendar. You might even notice some things that aren't appearing on the list at all that could do with putting in an appearance in a more intentional, regular way. I'll also pop a link into a post from a while back about thinking about your energy in relation to your calendar too and how useful it can be to think about when you are at your best at certain times of day for certain tasks and whether the timing of those tasks in your diary is a reflection of that. So it's about more often working with your energy rather than fighting it. So step one, of course, make time to look at the calendar. Even that can be difficult if you're not used to building the reflection time in. So the key is to do it, even if it's a bit further down the line. Once it's in the diary, protect it. And you can do this thinking when you get to that time. We can tell ourselves a story that this kind of thinking, the thinking about people, the thinking about others, is something that we do in our own time once we've done all the stuff. But thinking is the work. This is the work. So give it its time and protect it. On then to our usual to read, watch and listen to recommendations. I'm going to start with one of the resources Greg mentioned. It's a book called Belonging by Owen Eastwood, although I'm actually recommending something to watch. This book is one actually when Greg mentioned it, I was thinking that we had already talked about it on here, but a flick through the archives tells me I haven't. So this book is going into the Leadership Library, which you can find on our website. So Owen Eastwood, in his incredible work with teams, talks about the starting point of Fakupapa, a Maori concept of connection to our ancestors that frames our connection to our history, our connection and responsibilities to others in our present and in our future. So his book is about understanding and paying attention to what unites rather than what divides us. 
and how to, in his words, bridge the polarisation of perspectives between people and within each of us. But it's a to watch recommendation I'm sharing about this today, though. So the clip we've linked to is less than two minutes long, but it's absolutely packed with food for thought on organisational culture. We'll pop a link in the notes and you can, of course, from there easily find the rest of the interview this clip connects to. So Eastwood in this clip really succinctly enforces the point that Greg made about the importance of paying attention to environment and the leadership responsibility for creating an environment in which people thrive. My fabulous colleague Alison Lucas always says culture is just how we do things around here. The conversations we have, the environment we're in. On the surface, simple things to pay attention to, yet full of depth, nuance and opportunity. So here's another opportunity to pause as a leader, maybe even pause this podcast if you can and do this now. This time to pause with three questions for noticing more about the environment that you create. Because you're in it every day. So it's easy to tell yourself you're aware when maybe you're not, or at least not fully aware. So here are the questions. What is it like to enter this environment? What is it like to work in it? And what is it like to leave this environment? which will also in itself tell you a lot about what it's like to enter it. Having noticed what you've noticed as you answer these questions for yourself, it's important to recognise that it's highly likely that you will have answered these questions from your own perspective, which is fair enough. There's something though about answering them then from the perspective of others in your organisation as best you can, or perhaps from the perspective of those who have not yet joined. What insights do you get from considering other perspectives, other backgrounds or protected characteristics? What does this tell you about any useful inquiry you could make into how everyone at every level in the organisation is experiencing the culture and environment of the organisation? On then to a listen to recommendation, Greg made an important and insightful point about consciously choosing discomfort and challenge, not only as a source of development, but in order to be prepared for discomfort and challenge. And it makes sense. How can we know how we'll be and what we'll need to draw on from within ourselves when we're under pressure if we haven't experienced it? No one can prepare for every unknown scenario. We know that. But to prepare for pressure makes sense in order to feel calm, resourceful and thoughtful when it comes. So my listen to recommendation this month is Better Under Pressure which is a fascinating opportunity to learn from a range of leaders in so many different fields about how they prepare for and respond to pressure. It's a podcast hosted as it happens by my brilliant friend and colleague, Sarah Milne It's really good. Well worth a listen. So a shameless plug this month in my to read recommendation, which connects to everything we've talked about today, responding to pressure and challenge, knowing yourself well in order to be able to be present for others and to be able to flex according to the needs of the situations and people around you, and to stay strong and confident in your decisions. It's a book about strengths, and more specifically, it's a journal about strengths. So not just a read recommendation, but something for you to do as well. The better you know your strengths, the more they will be available to you when you need them. The more you will give yourself conscious choice about what to do and what you bring to any given moment. So often, the imposter experience gets in the way and valuable thinking time and headspace is taken up with, am I up to this? 
or thinking about what we can't do or haven't done before, rather than, I know I can do this, how will I go about it and what will I draw on? So the Strength Stacker was written by yours truly and it's grounded in everything I've learned from my clients and my studies to help you as leaders to incorporate knowing, embedding and growing your strengths as a habit that's every bit as important as anything that's currently scheduled in your diary. So many times when I've been working with clients on their imposter feelings or their confidence, they've said something along the lines of, I don't know what happened. I reminded myself of all the things I'm good at before I went in, but I still didn't feel confident. My question is always then, when else do you remind yourself of those things? And the answer to that is invariably somewhere on a scale from hardly ever to never. So that part of yourself you're talking to, when you need to know your stuff and you're trying to tell yourself that you know your stuff, says something back to you along the lines of, you only say that when we're in trouble. Why should I believe you? How do you know? So you end up questioning your own capability when you need it the most and not believing the truth of your own answers to the voices of doubt in your head. When you do the work of identifying, knowing and embedding your strengths, you can remind yourself what you bring to any moment and feel grounded in that as a truth. You know it, you have the evidence for it. So then it can serve you well. It also has the advantage of meaning that you can actually receive a compliment rather than let it slide off, never to be felt again. But we'll talk more about that another time when we talk about feedback. So the Strength Stacker is in the pipeline to be available on a whole range of platforms. But for now, and for 20% off, head to towardsleadership.com forward slash journals to get yours. So that's it for today. We'll be sharing more to support and challenge you in all things leadership over the summer, while Leadership Letters takes its annual break. If there's any particular aspect of leadership you'd like us to focus on or share resources on, please do get in touch. You'll find us on Instagram, LinkedIn and at towardsleadership.com, where you'll also find links to everything we've mentioned in this episode. A final question for you then. Who comes to mind when you think about everything we've shared in today's episode? Who would find it useful? Whoever that is, we'd love you to help them out by passing on a link, knowing that doing so helps us out too. And we are very grateful for the likes, shares and follows that help us to get the word out there. This is Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. Thank you so much for joining us. See you soon.